We had a great, great week. I want you to know that while they were talking about athletes and those kinds of things, we were also talking about a biblical character by the name of David. How many of you have heard the story of David and Goliath at some point in your life? David was... Uh, takes up a good portion of the Older Testament or the Hebrew Scriptures uh, in our Bible. And we learned that he practiced with purpose while he was a shepherd. As a boy, he learned how to, how to fling those stones with his, uh, with his slingshot. He learned to listen to leaders. And we learned that Samuel, the priest and prophet of God, anointed David as he listened to what God was saying. We knew that David learned how to recharge and he wrote many psalms and poetry and things about God that are still with us today that folks have been reading uh, as Scripture for 5,000 years. That's amazing to think about. He learned to compete with courage against the giants. You've heard that story. And he skipped the shortcuts. When there was a time between when he was anointed king and became king, there were many opportunities where he could have taken the shortcut to to be the king But he didn't. He always waited for God to show him the way. That was an exciting thing for your kids to listen. To see how sports and the Bible and lessons that can be learned in Scripture could be applied for your kids. Today, I want us, we are beginning a series. And I'm just going to take just five minutes to share with you this series called Ten Words for Transformation. And it's actually five two-word prayers. And uh, this comes from a guy by the name of Dave Sharps. These prayers uh, that he says will help us to transform. I wonder if you would sh- uh, say these out loud with me, these five short prayers that if we pray with honesty, God really uses to transform. And if you're interested in these, you'll hear a brief uh, snippet of the first one today. And then through the next five weeks, we'll be taking one of these short prayers and seeing how God could use it to help Help us in our everyday lives. So let's say these together, shall we? Ready? One, two, three. Search me. Break me. Cleanse me. Use me. Send me. Now today we'll go over search me. I want us to look at that in just a second. Next week, Joe Savage, uh, one of our coaches this week, is about ready to go off and study for ministry uh, at Mid-America Nazarene University outside of Kansas City. And he's going to be preaching next week. You'll want to be here to hear him as he goes off. But let's hear. This is one of David's psalms that maybe he wrote while he was remembering to recharge. It's a very short passage. And since I'm kind of in the mood of having kids repeat after me, why don't we just read this together, okay? So on the count of three, let's read this psalm together. One, two, three. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. God, help us as we briefly look over this passage of Scripture. Help us to hear the good news today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now, when we think of search me, I think that uh, nowadays this doesn't have a real good connotation, does it? I mean, how many of you have been at the airport and all of a sudden your bag was flagged and they start going through your stuff and you're like, how deep did I pack my underwear? Uh, you know, I mean, you know, those 
those things. How many of you have had that happen before? It, it just kind of makes you a little nervous. Even if you're absolutely certain that nothing uh, you packed was, was illegal or anything along those lines, it, it kind of makes us a little bit nervous. Or maybe there's you've seen something like this on the news, and, and when this is going on, you're kind of wondering, is that my neighborhood? It kind of gets your alert up just a little bit. Or, you know, maybe even worse, you think search and destroy. Uh, and, you know, it just begins to have this negative connotation. And unfortunately, churches sometimes have played it into this a little bit, where seeking or being searched is kind of this anxiety, negative, maybe even destructive thing. And yet, when I read the Bible, and this is the passage, or this is the Scripture, where the, the verse that the kids learned this week is taken from. It's Romans 8:35 through 39 We read about a God who's a little bit different in the way that this God searches. And I want you to hear this, because this tells us what the heart of God is like. And Paul writes, "...who shall separate us from the love of Christ?" Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, all the difficult things in life, can it separate us from the love of Christ? The answer, let's say it together, is no. In all these things, here's your kid's verse, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So if this is the God that David is praying to and saying, search me, O God, we know that there has to be another way to understand search. And maybe it's closer to a search and rescue. That there is someone who is lost. There is someone who is hurting. There is someone in need of help. And the God that David is praying to, he knows is the God who seeks to help and to rescue. Isn't that good news? That is a great thing. So I want us to look at this just briefly. So search me, O oh God. We know then that when we are asking God to search us or search for us, it is for a rescue plan that God knows something that will help us. Now, this word know, we use a lot when you go to school. How many of you are ready for your kids to go back to school? It's the most wonderful time of the year, right? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, but we think about knowing about Knowing about, but in the ancient Hebrew, that word means that it is a deep knowing. It is an intimate knowing. It is a, a knowing like a spouse knows. And so, when David prays, know my heart, he's saying it's deep. It's more than know about me. It is something that gets me. And your heart, for ancient Hebrews, for someone like David, is the core of who you are. It's the control tower of the, your life. You think about a control tower on a on a runway, if that is working well, the airport goes well. If those guys and ladies are not working well, things get dangerous. And so David is saying, search me and know deeply, intimately, know the core of who I am. Know the control center of who I am. But David goes on and he says, know my anxieties as well. I want you to know them at that same level I just prayed for about my heart. I want you to know that about my anxiety levels. I want you to intimately know what I'm worrying about. What keeps you up at night? Think about that for a second. 
What worries do you have right now? Is it about your kids? Is it about your job? Is it about where the next paycheck is going to come from? The next meal is going to come from? What are you worried about? David says that God we can pray to wants to know deeply and rescue us in the midst of our worries. Now then there's that, see if there is any offensive way in me. In some of your translations it will say, any wicked way in me. But I want you to know that that word literally in the Hebrew means the way of grief. See if I am on the way of grief. If you've ever lost someone and been grieving, you know that we human beings are not at our best when we are on the way of grief, are we? Sometimes that, uh, that grief causes us to react in ways that, that aren't always good for relationships. We struggle during those times. Marriages struggle when there's a loss and there's grieving and, and the ways that men and women grieve differently sometimes can be a struggle. So one thing you can ask yourself is how are people around me? Am I causing the way of grief in someone's life? Am I in need of rescue? In my grief, David seems to think that our God is a God that we can pray and invite to look in that way of grief and then lead me in the way everlasting. And that is always a path that God leads us. God knows the path and invites us on and it is a path that always leads to life. And God invites you, every one of you here, to walk on it with Christ and with others. That's the purpose of church. And so our question to you today, whether you've been coming for a long time, or whether this was your first Sunday, and I only came to see my cute grandkid, or my my kid, or my niece, or my nephew, to do these little dances and all these kinds of things, we want you to know, will you walk that path of life here with us? We think you belong here. And we would love for you to be a part and walk this way everlasting and learn how to pray these five prayers. Our first one today is what? Search me. Let's pray. Father, thank You that You know us deeply and intimately. Our anxieties, the ways of grief in our lives. And You long to lead us in the way everlasting. We thank You for a VBS sports that brings us together today. But help us to know that there is a place here where we can walk this road together and learn how much You love human beings. Help us today as we go out uh, to our tailgate party. We thank You for the food and we're just going to go ahead and bless it right now so that we can go ahead and eat with our kids when we get out there and enjoy this day. We are so grateful. And we ask all these things in the name of Your Son, Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Would you stand? And I'm going to give you the final blessing, but I want you to know if you're going to pick up your kids or your grandkids, you go out these doors, down through the double doors, and to your right. By then you should probably hear the noise. If not, you'll go through those double doors and you'll see your kids right in there. Pick them up. Stick around. We're going to have food in the gym. There are signs that will point you in that direction. And then we'll have the dunk tank and all those things uh, later on after we eat. It's going to be a fun afternoon. 
but receive this blessing. And now, may you know the God who is on a search and rescue mission for humanity. I pray that you would invite this God to search you and to know you deeply and intimately. Your worries and the best things about you. And I pray that you will come to walk on the life everlasting. For we pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. One God forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Have a great, great afternoon. Down through the doors, down to your right, through the doors to your right. And you'll see your kids. Thank you for bringing them to Megasports VBS.